Welcome to the Lynn Sanity Podcast with Caleb Lynn, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And uh, I mean, what an incredible NCAA tournament. The first, the, 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 really, this first weekend has been nothing short of, of just fantastic matchups, upsets. You name, you know, stars. You got, you got, you know, just the unexpected of March. I mean, this has been beyond anyone's imagination. Every bracket is busted at this point. Basically busted like Doug Marone was. It just just completely busted. And and without further ado, I, I'd like to welcome in my co-host Bryce Shaddy. Uh, Bryce, look, this has been an incredible NCAA tournament. I think none of us could have expected some of these upsets here. Come on now. No, not at all. Not at all. I, I'm. I think I'm going to retire from filling out brackets. This is ridiculous. I try to convince myself every year that it's going to be better, and it never is. And I'm just sick of it. Caleb, I got to say I'm disappointed in you because I didn't get an early 2000s reference. Instead, I got Doug Marone. Well, I was told to not give the early 2000s reference. And, you know, the other thing is I don't want to have you flashback too much or else you'd see Ohio State get beat by all Roberts. Uh, Alex, you, Alex, Al, Alex Burr is going to be a guest on this pod today. Alex, he, he has been actually a part of our, a team of us that have been on uh, this podcast many, many times. Uh, myself, Alex Burr, Devin Voss. Uh, Nicole Wrights have all been covering uh, the NCAA. Mar- uh, Reed, sorry, has Put all been a part of the NCAA. It. I'm by apologies. NCAA. I, I went to a high school called Wrights High School. That's why I flipped it. Uh, it it's uh, Alex. This is a, uh, a privilege to have you on. You covered some first round games uh, in this NCAA tournament, so you're bringing an in person perspective to the podcast, and so am I. Uh, the two of us. It, it, it'll be good, you know, because I think it'll give the audience and. Hopefully it'll give these listeners and viewers an understanding of what's happening in college basketball right now. Oh, it was Caleb. First of all, you and Bryce, uh, thank you on. Thank you for having me on uh, Lynn Sanity. You know, I'm not the college basketball experts that you guys are by any means, you know, big money Bryce out here doing big things. I'll I'll let him, (laughs) let him say what he's up to, but um, yeah, I thought covering the NCAA tournament, being in person, seeing like these great basketball players and some of them not so great basketball players, but seeing them in person and getting to have some semblance of fans in the arena while it was kind of conflicting. Cause it's like, okay, we shouldn't have this many fans in here, especially for grand Canyon where literally it felt like they had brought a thousand people of their own, but they chartered two planes. Yeah. That was cr- like that. You want to talk about the in-person experience. It was like being at a regular old game, how loud grand Canyon was. Like they were, I mean, they were properly, there was one seat between every student, so they were fine, but it was just like, I, I got there. I didn't get there as early as I wanted to. Right. I got there right when Iowa ran out on the court (laughs) and and they got, they got cascaded with booze. Like it was like, what? (laughs) I had to do a double check. I'm like, how many people are here? But it was a fun experience getting to have those kind of moments, especially during this this past year when just everything's gone so off kilter. 
I, I love that experience. So shout out to Malcolm and the uh, whole IPUI journalism department. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. that's how we were able to, to get this uh, going and, and underway. So without further ado, um, let's talk some basketball because, you know, there were some teams that came to this NCAA tournament and came out like Lizzo did. You know, she she basically came out and just dominated the charts. And for teams like Abilene Christian and for teams like North Texas, they decided to pull it off and have one hit wonders. They came out, beat Texas, beat Purdue in the first round. It's 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 incredibly nuts. And so, Alex, I want to start with you on this Uh, with all of these insane upsets. What what are the what are the upsets from this weekend that stuck out to you? And just in general, how did you uh, look at these? Uh, really, what's been happening in the in, since this first weekend? So okay, so the first round, right? I was at the games. I was not at the second round games because I will be covering later on in the NCAA tournament. So I think um, Malcolm put me off so that way more people could cover earlier games, right? Sure. So I got to, ex- I didn't get to experience a whole lot of the early round upsets, but when I saw that Oral Roberts upset Ohio State, I like did a double take. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Kevin O'Batter, baby. Why, do we, Kevin why, O'Batter. why does that one stick out to you, AB? I, I swear <laughs> because you did this I watched, on purpose. Okay, no, 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 no. I watched Illinois earlier in the day, right? And they waxed yeah, Drexel. They yeah, waxed Drexel. And by the way, I know they, they put up a stinker in the second game, which I'll talk about in a second. Yeah. But... I watched this team that barely beat Ohio State, <laughs> wax Drexel. So I was surprised when I found out that Oral Roberts like took out their knees, like Caleb did in his intro oh. to the pod for you, Bryce. Uh. Um, but like it was just that was that was one that stood out to me. Um, Purdue losing because Dylan Hughes and I—I I haven't watched a single Purdue game all year, but you know by proxy since he's my co-host, I root for I root for Purdue. Um, those were two like of the bigger shocking ones. Really, the Big Ten just laying a fat giant L as a whole uh, this weekend. Jeez, like they the Big Ten as a conference took a massive L, and the Pac-12 as a conference took a ma- major W. Which, based on the way people have been talking about them all year, you would have thought been the absolute opposite case. But to me, the biggest upset, and I don't even know if it's an upset because you could just say they're flat better than them. Was just Loyola Chicago taking a crowbar and hitting that's Illinois across the face with it. Fighting Illini. That's right. Where's your boy? In, I picked. Hey, I picked him in my bracket too. But holy shit, Crutwig is good. <laughs> like, Dude, he is great. He's Bryce, really you, you threw out Jokic in the group chat, and I disagree yeah, baby. because well, I I disagree only because it's he embarrassing didn't, to Jokic. It's embarrassing. The, the only he didn't take any jump shots, which is what makes Jokic so special. But like, it's Jokic's passing combined with the rest of Nurkic's game. Like, to me, I watched that game, right? And, you know, I kind of watched these through it, like, NBA analytical lens, like, which of these guys can play in the NBA and which of them can't. I like Crutwig as an NBA prospect better already than Luca Garza off of seeing him for one game. I think Crutwig is going to come in. and That's he's a nice take. He, he can come in and he's going to be better than Luca Garza. He can actually move his feet on defense. This dude, Kobe, Kobe Coburn is not a joke. <laughs> he is good. He is very good. He's very big. But he was having his way with him. Like he was throwing, he was making touch passes. He was slinging the ball over the court. He was calling for post-ups against Kofi. Like he just had his way with him. And that was the, that was really the upset that stood out to me because Loyola Chicago to me, 
I'm booking it. You know, I'm not I'm not putting in the sound because I don't I don't have time for that, but I'm locking it in. They're making the final four. Oh, I see. We weren't even asking for final four. I like how you just slid that in there. (laughs) Now, now one other thing, so so, so the two upsets that he's he's pretty much referring to was obviously Oral Roberts beating Ohio State, uh, but then Loyola Chicago beating Illinois. And let me, and let me, and just to give my perspective before I let Bryce answer it, I was at the Loyola Chicago. Illinois game. And, and let me tell you something I, from, from the first, from the first four or five minutes into this game, I mean, I, I text, I texted Bryce. I said, yeah, texted I texted Bryce. I said, they're going to get, it. I said, my panic level, my panic levels rising because of how much I've been writing the Illini. My panic was there. And I, I, I knew, I knew it was coming. I mean, Bryce, I, you have to admit I did. And, yeah. and the thing is, and the thing is, you know, look, I, I do want to. I do want to. I do want to say something though, um, not in defense of Illinois, uh, but to but to to make a statement about the way that the tournament handled Loyola Chicago. The tournament in the way that they handled Loyola Chicago is a complete joke. If you're the Missouri Valley, you obviously you you obviously as the NCAA felt like they had a good year. The conference had a good year. You had two NCAA tournament teams. But here's the thing: I just don't understand. Loyola Chicago was a team literally two years ago, two or three years ago, that made a Final Four in the Missouri Valley. This is not a Cinderella program in recent memory. This is a good basketball program. You completely undervalued the talent of this team. Kim Palm has them as a top 10 team in the entire country. In the country. And they're a number eight seed. A number one seed should not be playing Loyola Chicago in the second round. That's a, that's a, that's a shame. That's an absolute shame that a team like Loyola Chicago had to, that they, they matched up at the number one seed. Well, they were I mean, a if you compare team all season, uh, well, for a good part of the okay, season, Bryce, but, you, but your statistics are, are if you're a top no, 25 you. team, you should be, uh, you should have a higher seat. Tennessee's got you. awful. They were five line BYU's awful. They were six line. I, this I'm is a, this is a complete joke. It is. It's and a complete Porter joke Moser, of the committee. Porter Moser is a legitimate coach. He is a yeah, legitimate is. coach. You think IU's going to call him for the bag? I doubt it. They would okay. be dumb not to okay. try if they don't no, if they I, miss I, out on Beard. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, but but again, I think I think it's kind of got the Archie Miller vibes in the in the sense that I don't know that he could recruit like that. Maybe not. It's a good point. So, Maybe not. That's just me. Maybe not, Bryce. What are your big uh, What are your big upsets? Who Who did you see as as some teams that you just didn't see pulling them up? I mean, you know, Alex mentioned Oral Roberts. Um, you know, he he mentioned you know the Loyola Chicago and over Illinois. Do you have two different ones for that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my biggest one: Abilene Christian over Texas. Caleb. Some bulk. We were high on Texas. We saw them as a Final Four team, like a, a very possible final four team and they dropped the ball they dropped the ball i mean they just they were out hustled abilene christian they they have a phenomenal defense here's this for data abilene christian forces 20 turnovers a game texas had i think i think the final number was 23 i mean (laughs) if you turn the ball over 23 times game's over Mm -hmm. you know you know that uh the the uh um the, the the gif of uh, Jordan of uh, Peel uh, crying with like sweat and tears. That's how I felt when watching Texas 
lose to to, to Ab- yeah. Abilene Christian because I, I was so I I really thought that they were good and I and I thought they were real. Now, the other aspect to this, and and before you you say your second one, I'd like to get Alex's thoughts here because Alex, I know you and I have talked off the record multiple times about this Texas team and how they've got some prospects you like, Kai Jones and Greg Brown. And the interesting part about Greg Brown, Alex, is he did not play that much in this NCAA tournament game. He did he be very limited action. Shaka did not play him. And Alex, for you, I mean, I know you're looking at this with an NBA brain as well, but at the same time, understanding of the college game. How do you think Shaka Smart handled this loss? Because I'm telling you, I think they could have won this game. I think Shaka Smart proved that he could be a potentially overrated coach. I mean, he hasn't won in a tournament game since 2013. I'm pretty sure I saw that. So it's not. I mean, 2013, guys, we were, I mean, Bryce and I were freshmen in high school that year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and now we've graduated college. I'm in grad school. Bryce is, you know, moving on to bigger, better things, writing freelance stories. Um, But like, Mm -hmm. in all seriousness, like that's a long time ago. And yeah, if you have an NBA prospect, you owe it to the prospect's development to, and you know he's going to be one and done. You exactly. owe it to his development to have him out on the court during crunch time. Because how the hell are you supposed to know if this kid has, like, yes, I understand. He, Shaka Smart has no obligation to the NBA coaches, but you do have an obligation to your future recruits. <laughs> like, they are lo- that, yeah. Do you, like, you think, like, let's just say you're Imani Bates, right? And Imani Bates, I'm pretty sure, is already committed to Michigan State, and I don't think yes. he's probably going to touch, touch college basketball. But, Let's just say you're Imani Bates, and for some reason you were considering Texas. Would you want to go to Texas after seeing Greg Brown not play? After seeing Kai Jones not play? Like during the last few minutes? I'm with you. Like I'm with you. You have to look at it from a practical sense of am I going to get recruits to come here? And yes, I understand. You want you college basketball coaches are incredibly conservative. So they're gonna want to rely on their seniors. Yeah. Right. This is something that like John, I think John Calipari, it's funny. He always complains about it, but he always, the best players he recruits are always wanted done guys. So <laughs> what the fuck are you going to do about it? You know? <laughs> well, well, Cali, Calipari, Calipari, Calipari had a horrible team this year. He sucked. I feel like. Yeah, I, I love it. I <laughs> now, love here's, it. Now, now here's the, here's the, here's the other aspect though, um, that I thought was interesting in that game, uh, Bryce. And then I, I'll, I'll let you have it is, when you're when you're looking at a team like Texas, I mean, Rice, you and I thought Final Four was very well uh, in their capabilities. Mm-hmm. You and I loved the backcourt, senior upperclassman led backcourt uh, with Coleman, with Rain and Jones, and 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 you and I just really believed that that could get them over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, for them not to do that, um, it's 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 to be honest, it's damning because like Shaka, because Shaka smart, it needs to get a win for this program. He he was paid to put Texas back on the map. Yeah. And breaking news: Texas hasn't been on the map since Kevin Durant since Kevin Durant was at Texas. Oh, DJ Augustine. <laughs> Kevin Durant. No, look. If you think about it, if you think about it though, if you genuinely think about what's been happening, they weren't that good. I know. That was I'm a shocker year. I'm joking. I know. That was a shocker year. So, yeah. so you're so in my opinion, Rice, it, it's a it's a situation that needs to be addressed and needs to get figured out. Because let me tell you something right now. That's that's a that's an embarrassing loss because I think they should have won the game. I think they literally beat themselves. I don't think I don't think Abilene Christian 
I, I think Abilene Christian didn't force the issue. I think Texas just beat themselves. 20, 20 oh, turnovers is a joke. And then if you saw how Abilene Christian played against UCLA, which I did, then you saw them get their rear end kicked. You, you saw him get the rear end kick. They were slapped pretty much. It was awful. Well, can, can I make a, a counter argument? Sure. So we saw, right, you didn't see it because you were busy covering stuff for Indy Star, if I'm not mistaken. But I watched the Big 12 championship game. And in the free-flowing championship game between Texas and Oklahoma State, if I'm not mistaken, Texas scored 91 points. And I think this is a key factor to, meet, to mid-majors winning. Or to, to mid-majors, to the, for the big upsets, right? Yeah. You need to, A, Control the tempo. You need to B, not allow offensive rebounds and fast break points. And C, you just need to not turn the ball over. And those three things will win you an upset against a bigger team that's not expecting to get punched in the mouth, right? All the games I was at this weekend, you know, Oklahoma State, Iowa, they took their Iowa, Iowa came out and punched Grand Canyon, but they didn't. Like they had to adjust a little bit, right? Like um, Villanova against Winthrop. They had Winthrop came out on a 9 0 run, if I'm not mistaken, against Villanova. And then Villanova came back and punched Winthrop right back. And then Villanova ends up winning the game. So you you can't allow the teams with the size and athleticism advantage to take advantage of that. And you got to give Abilene credit. They didn't allow them, they didn't allow Texas to do that. Yeah. Bryce, what's your second uh, loss that, that that was shocking to you in terms of upsets? Yeah, so I've been I've been doing a little little freelance work writing on some ACC teams, so I got to go with one of them here. As much as you know, we may not like it. Who would have thought that you know exactly what defense they're playing, and you still lose Syracuse in that pesky two three zone? Who would have thought Syracuse flew, flew way under the radar this year, gets into the tournament as an 11 seed. They draw San Diego State, who has some nice, talented players. They can't break the 2-3 zone. They go on to face a, a really tough West Virginia team. They beat them with the 2-3 zone. And, guys, I got to be honest with you. I can see them in the Elite Eight. I think they have a really, really good shot against Houston. The way Houston, the way Rutgers played Houston, I'm kind of leaning Syracuse on this one here, guys. Well, that's fair. Yeah, that's and, fair. The, the Cuse look good. And that's why I think they're going to lose. I think Syracuse will get to the lead eight and lose to Loyola Chicago because, okay, this is what pisses me off watching teams play Syracuse. There is one way to, one surefire way to be in a 2 3 zone. And yes, I know that. Bayheim runs a little bit different than a two, three zone. It's aggressive. Thank you. It's very, it's very aggressive, but Bryce, you know, the easiest way to beat a two, three zone you played, you're a shooter. You, you place four shooters on the perimeter. You place one on each wing and one in each corner. And then you have a big man at the nail or at the elbow, wherever the guards are pressuring high post, baby. Yeah. Yeah. The high post, you take advantage of the high post and you kick the shooters in the corner. And what does Loyola Chicago have? Exactly the formula to beat that zone. So I agree. And Crutwig is going to have so many assists. Yeah. Unbelievable. How many assists he'll have. There's a reason you can't play zone in the NBA. Like, yes, teams play zone, but their zones aren't usually like your traditional two, three zone. You can't play a traditional two, three zone in the NBA. You're going to get cooked. 
Like, could you imagine? <laughs> like, could you imagine running a two-three zone on the seventeen, eighteen Warriors? Oh yeah! Like, oh yeah! With Draymond at the nail, and then you have Clay, Steph, and KT out there, and just okay. throw a fourth, throw Good a fourth luck. average shooter out there. You're gonna get cooked every single time because someone's well, always gonna be open from three, and that's why Loyola Chicago is getting to the final four. Because I I do think that they can beat Houston. Because Houston doesn't have that to me. I didn't see Houston having like I think Rutgers actually would have had a better chance against Syracuse. Dude, than, Rucker, Rutgers played really well this tournament, and I thought they except would. for the last ten minutes of the second half. Yes, I thought they I thought they have <laughs> immense talent on that team. Well, here's the here's the thing that I it, that's important when referring to Syracuse and their run so far. So when you're talking about West Virginia, a team Bryce and I really liked, this exposed Bryce uh, Culver. He, yeah. he, he needs to expand his game just a slight bit. Not, 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 and, and, and it's totally fixable. If he, if, he can hit the, if he can hit the free throw line jump shot, this is a different ball game. Yeah, I got literally like that's that's a different ball game. West Virginia wins. In fact, that is what probably would would have won it for West Virginia, given how back the game was very close, and and it pretty much was they pretty much came back. I mean, it, Culver being able to do that. Culver is a ridiculous big man. I think he has a chance to be really good next year if he stays. I I, I just I see I see the the idea of Loyola Chicago um, presenting challenges. Um, but, but at the same time though, I'll be curious to see what Houston could do. They're, they're fast. So I think the key for, for, for Houston is, um, this is also a team that is not afraid uh, to get up under your skin. There's no question about that. They're going to put ball pressure. They're going to make sure buddy Bayheim doesn't get comfortable. Um, and I mean, he's been, you may not, he's been you may not like him. Hot. You may not like him, but Kelvin Sampson's probably a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, and I'm not no. going to bet and I'm not going to bet on, and I'm not going to bet on, I, I bet against a guy like that. I I'm will. not going to sit there. I'm not going to sit there and, and just automatically assume that Syracuse is going to win. So. I mean, to be fair though, everything you're saying about, about Houston can also be applied to Syracuse. I mean, Syracuse always has athletes say what you will about them, but Bayheim recruits for his zone very well. And I hate the fact that he runs the zone, but if you're going to do it, at least do it well. And he recruits, because what do you need in two, three zone? If you're running it, you need long athletic guys. And yep. that's the, you know, that's basically what Jim Bayheim's teams always are. Like, look at the I still last- don't think that defense is, I think that defense is, is, is not as good as past two threes that he's had in the past though. Oh. And I think at some point it's getting exposed. Like the team that made it in 2019 with, with Tyus battle, uh, Bryce, uh, oh, way better defensively, but this team's just better. This team this year is better offensively. That's all it is for me. That's all it is when watching accused. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you get lazy against the two, three zone, you can definitely get into a slump and Syracuse I sure. mean, with the, like buddy Bayheim is playing out of his mind. He can 100%. go on an eight Oh run. And that be the difference in the game, like because teams can get lazy against zones. Yeah. So yeah, we'll 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 transition into to, to disappointments, um, which has been for a lot of teams. You can argue a lot of teams have been um, not great in that department. I, I'm going to choose. I, I'm going to I'm going to go a different route. I am incredibly disappointed in Iowa's performance against Oregon. I was going to say Iowa too. I think it is a I think it is a shame that they got their rear end kicked against Oregon. I think it is a shame. I don't care that people thought Oregon could get red hot in the second half of the season. I don't care. I don't care. It is ridiculously embarrassing that they got blown out the way they did. 
blown out. It is a dang shame that for, and it's 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 again it is horrible that McCaffrey has never been horrible that McCaffrey's never led an Iowa team to the Sweet Sixteen. That is horrible. That is horrible. And 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 the other factor to this is how many teams. And Bryce, this is a question I have for you to ponder as I'm saying this point. I don't know if Fran McCaffrey will ever have a better team than this team. Ever. Ever. He had the National Player of the Year come to Iowa. Iowa. I mean, you're just not likely to get that all the time. Guys aren't walking through that door. Not to mention, Alex, you, you and I had conversations off the record. Bohannon and Wieskamp are fantastic. They're fantastic group players. How many times can Iowa get a big, not a, you guys know what I mean, a top three like that? How many times? Because I'm going to say very little. I was, I was incredibly disappointed in them. I thought they could have been so much better. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm disappointed in Tennessee. I'm disappointed in Tennessee for getting their butts absolutely kicked. Keon Johnson, Jaden Springer, what are you, what are you doing? Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer really looked lost. And I think that's a big concern. If I'm an NBA scout, Springer couldn't create off the bounce against against an Oregon state team that I feel like he should have done on. Uh, Keon Johnson, Oklahoma state. No, Oklahoma state played Liberty. Okay. In the first round. First round. And and so, yeah, when talking about that, yeah, when talking about that, for me, I was disappointed to see. I didn't think they'd get their butts kicked like that. Now, I understand Fulkerson was out, and this team has been inconsistent it's offensively. Make but a, make a difference. Be bad, but but they, they should have been better, Bryce. You shouldn't have gotten schooled like that. They were demolished from the opening tip. That's a, that's a bad loss for a team that's been top 20 all year long. That's a really bad loss. Um, what, what are you guys in terms of disappointments? And I'll start with Bryce on this one. Uh, I think, I think uh, like, I'm, uh, let me preface it by saying this. I wasn't shocked by the loss. I was more shocked in the way they lost. Okay. Okay. I was shocked about how poorly Kansas looked against I USC. I mean, we're talking about a 34-point loss. Like, they didn't even belong. <laughs> and I, I, if you want to say, oh, well, well, Jalen Wilson, you know, he, he showed up the, the morning of 30. He's a 34-point difference. I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't think so. And the Mobley <laughs> yeah, brothers exactly right. just feasted. And, oh, and no. McCormick got exposed for the player that he truly is. We knew he wasn't that great. He got absolutely <laughs> <Ooh>. exposed. <laughs> Kansas wow, got torched Bryce. by brothers this weekend. Kansas got yeah, torched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. And and Caleb, I know we had talked about the Mobley brothers, and, and uh, you, you hated on Evan's little or, uh, older brother there. Um it told him to quit shooting the ball, but I'll tell you what, he shot the ball and he shot well. He shot really, really <laughs> well. If you're well. gonna if you're gonna shoot like that, if you're gonna go between the legs three point jump shots and make them, <laughs> well, hey, good for you. I just know in the Pac twelve tournament, this was just the he was it was bad. He was really bad. Um, and and and, okay. and they beat your your Drake boys. 
You were kind of that is what it is. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. (laughs) I knew that was coming. Alex, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go to you. Do you have a big one uh, from Uh, disappointments that we haven't talked about from previous? I was just disappointed that Eastern Washington didn't win. I was at that game Hmm. and they should have beaten Kansas. Like you talk about the brother that doesn't normally shoot. So Jacob Groves, right? Tanner Groves became a full hero on Twitter this weekend, right? Like he has the, he kind of looks like Bill Walton did. If you ever see that iconic photo of Bill Walton in the 19, like on the trailblazers, <laughs> that yeah. was, um, that's kind of what Tanner Groves looked like, but his right. brother, Jacob Groves came into the game, averaging about eight points a game and they let him score 23. <laughs> And he was on fire from three and his career high was 16. So he blew his career high out of the water with like 15 minutes left in the second half. (laughs) He had 16 points in the first half. Yeah. They came out swinging Eastern Washington and eventually the athleticism overwhelmed everybody, but Tanner Groves. Tanner Groves finished with 35 points on like, crazy good efficiency like he was really really special from the field from three and from inside he was listen and Bryce to go off of what you were saying once I saw the Groves brothers torch Kansas the way they did and then I saw the final score of the USC game I was like adds up because if they couldn't stop the Groves brothers how the hell are they going to stop Evan Mobley who's going to be the second pick in the draft (laughs) oh you're calling second huh Oh yeah, behind Cade. Behind Cade. Yes, definitely behind Cade. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Cade cutting him. And I think Suggs or uh, Jalen Green, the kid from G League Ignite, they're going to be competing for three. But there you go. Yeah. Once I saw, I turned on the Kansas game. Right. I tried to watch all the teams I covered in the first round the last couple days. And I turned on the Kansas game. And I see Isaiah Mobley going off, and I'm like, okay, I'm just turning this game (laughs) off. Yeah, you know it's over if Isaiah's going. And then uh, Caleb we, wants to see we talk about the Ohio State element of it, but Florida Florida shit the bed pretty bad against Oral Roberts, too. Yeah, they did. Like, they did. We don't talk about that, do we? No. They, I mean, yes, obviously the obvious angle here is the troll price, which I, Caleb, I respect. Um, <laughs> but Florida did not. Florida had a lead with a good amount of time left. I can't remember the exact details, but Florida choked the end of that game. Like Florida... Florida did not perform well in crunch time at all. And O'Banner, the guy for Oral Roberts, Oral Roberts, he played out of his mind. Sure so, did. You know, Florida, I guess, would say, I would say is this a disappointment. And then Rutgers. Rutgers should have been in the Sweet 16. And yeah, I would have loved that. The end of that game. Like, no excuse losing that, that basketball game. Absolutely none. And yeah, those, those are my disappointments. Offensive shot creating is a problem for Rutgers all season. I, I personally wasn't surprised that they couldn't get it when they needed. Now, the team that I think no, somehow none of us talked about, but I feel like has to be talked about, a total shame that Purdue lost to North Texas. A shame. I agree. The, fa- the fact that they lost to North Texas is just awful. It's awful. They came into that game – Acting like from the opening tip, they're j- they're gonna be fine. Oh, they're gonna we're gonna they do must this. Have read Greg Breaking uh, they 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 might have, I don't know what they did, but they 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 obviously put themselves on a pedestal and didn't look at North Texas as a serious threat. Can I make a when controversial Bre- statement? Sure. 
Are we ready to have the same conversation about Matt Painter that we're having no. with Shaka Smart? No, no, no. Because I'm just they're saying. I'm just they saying. Com- no, because they completely they 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 over it. They they went way better than everybody thought. I mean, nobody thought Jay Nivey was going to be this good. They made the elite eight like two years ago. I'm just Come saying. On. I'm just Bryce, saying. That's bad. That's bad. I mean, that's Shaka bad. Smart hasn't done anything since since they made the final four. Really? Well, like, we all. When, when BCU, is that what you're saying when he made yeah. it to BCU? Yeah, no, yeah, because in Texas, he's been horrible. He's been horrible. Now, the key for Purdue to me is, I mean, I just, they need a third score. They, this team needed a third score. Jaden Ivey came out and had a great game with 26 points, on, and he shot 24 times. He That's played extremely well. That is a lot, though. I don't like 24 times, and I definitely don't like four for 12 from three. Williams had 14 and 13. It felt like he could eat alive, but my goodness, somebody's got to give me a, a third score in Purdue, man. Somebody, somebody's got to step up. I thought that was Aaron Wheeler. Well, it, well now Aaron Wheeler's on was, his way out. You're right. He's out. And Stefanovic, um, you know, seriously, five shots. Miss me, miss me with Stefanovic. Three threes. Really? Yeah, but he's a hot sharpshooter. He should he should have been looking to be aggressive. That's what he brings. That's what he brings to the court. Javion Hamlet took that team apart. That Florida yeah, game did. was nasty, and and I just I'm telling you, I, I thought that was a really bad performance for me. That was a disappointment. I thought I thought we would have been getting a Purdue and Baylor matchup in the Sweet 16. I felt really confident in that, and it didn't happen. Now, as we move into to what we're seeing for this coming weekend. Um, the bracket is, well, not what everybody expected. Uh, certainly not um, anything like, you know, we anybody really could have thought. Um, it was just complete and total chaos. Uh, and, and so real quick here, we'll give you the rundown uh, on what is happening in the Sweet 16. So Oregon State will play Loyola Chicago. And then we have none other than Villanova playing Baylor in a game that'll be very interesting. Uh, you got Arkansas against Oral Roberts. You're going to have a matchup with Syracuse and Houston on Saturday. We'll start with the Saturday games first. Bryce, we talked about it a little bit, uh, but but I really want you to touch in on uh, the Oral Roberts in Arkansas games. We talked about Syracuse and Houston. We talked about Loyola Chicago. Talk about Oral Roberts in Arkansas because Arkansas has got some legitimate talent. Alex, I want you to comment on this after Bryce. Arkansas has got some, some threats. Uh, Moses Moody is not a joke. Uh, Justin Smith, since he's moved to the five spot, has unlocked a, a very different uh, Arkansas team and, and a team to me uh, that seems like they're going to roll past Oral Roberts. Uh, is there any... Uh, any pushback from you on that? Can can Oral Roberts get by Arkansas, or or do you think Arkansas is going to get it going? Because they're going to have a lot of time to prep for Oral Roberts, and I think that's important. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it'll be an interesting matchup. I think Arkansas now has enough. This is kind of when you see some of these teams taper off because they know how to defend them. And, and I mean, let's be honest about Oral yeah. Roberts. They're a two man show. It, it's O'Banner and and Ace Miss. Did I say that right? Yes. yes. No, that was money. That was money. We got that one. We got that one. You got it. All right. I mean, it's a two-man show. I mean, Arkansas is full of athletes. Uh, I think they have the better coach. What what Eric Musselman has done with Arkansas. Heck yeah. 
And and Heck yeah. <laughs> look, I gotta Heck say, yeah. all right, I was I was very down on Arkansas. I didn't think that they you were. You need a to take an team. L on Arkansas. You need to take an L there. Uh, sure, sure. You I'll, I'll you take do. Your L. I'll take you your do. L. Fine. You need to get you. You need to get sacked for that. Oh come on! Give him the sack. Thank you, Alex. You, you guys want to know what the what the line is for this game? <laughs> I haven't pulled up. You do. Oh, AB already knows. Give me, give me the line. Give me the line. All right, Arkansas by eleven. <laughs> and, and you know what? Honestly. <laughs> I would probably take that because I think think this is going to be, I think this is, this is not a game I'm, I'm, I'm honestly looking forward to because I think it's going to be that I think Arkansas is going to be this game. Yeah. I mean, really, it's easy to defend a two man game. It really is. Okay. I mean, name me, name me one other person on Oral Roberts, except O'Banner and and Acemas. That's going to do any big damage. (laughs) You can't do it. You can't. And so, I mean, that's my thing. So I think Arkansas is going to roll. Moody has been great. Uh, They've been playing really good team ball, really intense. I got to hand it to them. Arkansas has been playing well. So I'll see you in the Elite Eight, Arkansas. Wow. He's already booking the trip. Alex, what's your perspective here on Arkansas? And really, you know, you're, you're looking at this from such a different lens, obviously, you know, you're covering these games and you're taking a look, but Alex, I I have known, I know you're a, 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 you know, your love for, for Moses Moody this year. I, I know you've really liked his talents. He, to me, is a surefire top 10 pick. I am not hesitating. <laughs> Whoa. At, so, okay, here's the thing, right? <laughs> he loves Moody, Bryce. He oh, loves him. Okay. Go. <laughs> he's got, he's the rare combination of high floor and high ceiling. Mm. I think he can do so much on a floor yeah. to help winning. He would help a handful of it. He would help the Pacers right now. He would help yeah, a he lot would. of teams that are trying to get in the playoffs right yeah, now. Like, if the Pacers ended up with, like, let's just say they missed the playoffs somehow, which I don't think is really possible. I think they'll somehow crawl their way in. But let's just say they end up with, like, the 12th pick, right? If Moses Moody is there and they don't take him, Kevin Pritchard is getting the sack, okay? He can wow. – he's a 3 and D player. He can create his own shot. I don't really see what the downside is in the NBA draft if you're getting a guy like Moses Moody. I really failed to see the downside there. I think he's going to be <laughs> – He's going to come in and be an NBA impact player right away. He's going to be – he's not this guy because I think this guy that I'm going to say is, is – was a lot better coming out of Villanova than he was. But it's kind of the McHale Bridges archetype of role player, right, where he's going to come in and he's going to be impactful right away. He's going to play defense. He's going to make threes. And then you can add on to the game. And McHale Bridges right now is probably Phoenix's third best player and Phoenix is the second best team in the West. So – I, I do think up. Moody's got a good, really good offense. I take Moody's offensive game over Bridges. Am I crazy yeah. for that? Probably not. I mean, Bridges okay. right coming out of Villanova. I would probably say college. yeah, yes, yes, yeah. You take yes. Moody, but right now Bridges is just a complete offensive player. Like, not like in terms of like he can't create his own shot super well, but he can do basically everything else. But yeah, Moody to me, if he falls past the lottery, I'll be absolutely shocked. He he probably killed a man or something because he's that he's that good. <laughs> Oh wow! Interesting. I, I think that <laughs> Bryce he loves Moody. I I, 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 I did not lead. Get that a room. Long. Get a room. Ab. You yeah, want to book it at the Hampton? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. But I, so I because Caleb told me like you know I think it was during the SEC Big Twelve Challenge because I wanted to watch Oklahoma State and I hadn't caught much college this year K-A-B. and they were playing Arkansas 
And yes, obviously Cade stands out every time you're watching him. But to me, so this is something that I try to do when I watch basketball, right? I try to find the person who stands out. Like when I was watching I when I was watching Illinois, the guy who stood out was Io, right? Sure. Like that dude oh, stands yeah. out every time you see him on a court. Like <laughs> he's very notable. I mean, he did not play well, but it's Caleb, I'm sure it's hard to deny, even when he was struggling, he stood out because he felt like he, he was hated. Up. He was always yeah, he in the was action. All over it. Yeah. And by contrast, a guy like Luca Garza doesn't stand out because it feels like he's like, you know, goes with the flow. And <laughs> yeah. you don't want like unless you're like an absolute like unless you're Danny Green, you don't want to go with the flow. You want to stand out. You want to be like diving on the floor for loose balls and stuff like that. That's fair. Yeah. That's why I love Moody. And I don't really know much about the rest of the Arkansas team, but well, I'm confident with a week of scouting reports that they'll blow out Oral Roberts. Well, Bryce, let's get into that because the thing with Arkansas in this game, in my opinion, the matchup to watch is Justin Smith against Kevin O'Banner. That's the matchup. There's no question about it. Both guys are experienced front court pieces. Justin Smith is, has been this small ball five and he's kicking butt doing it. Oh, phenomenal. Um, I just, Bryce, you want to talk about a player that has just made an incredible decision for him to leave Indiana. It, it he's just, it's, it's unlocked. Him. It's, it it's unlocked. Him. And, and really, to be honest, uh, since he's left Archie, if we're going to be frank. And, uh, yeah. and so I'll, I'll let you uh, take it from here because I, I do think that matchup is going to be big. Yeah. Justin Smith is another guy that I'm not saying he's a lottery pick, but I think that could, get with a team in the NBA and, and play some legitimate minutes. I mean, he is, I agree. he is athletic as all get out. He can score the basketball and, and play lockdown defense. So I think that's going to be a really interesting match. I mean, O'Banner is, is so good. I mean, stretch five, uh, his movement, he can shoot, isn't, it. He can shoot it, but I, his, it. <laughs> his lateral and vertical movements aren't the best. So I think, I think Justin Smith will be able to handle him. I think this is wow. going to be the best okay. defender that O'Banner has seen all tournament. To if I'm being completely honest, like wow. EJ Liddell, like wow, over EJ. Yeah, wow. Liddell had a really weird game, and, and wow. Zed Key, okay. Zed when Zed Key got no, in. I mean, no, we're no, playing yeah, a true freshman. Don't mention Zed Key. Don't mention Zed Key. He'll be good. He'll be good. We got to give him some time here. He's true uh, freshman. Right. Come on. Okay. Come on. Well, we'll move. On. We'll move on uh, into we we were able to talk Oregon State. Uh, actually, no, we didn't talk Oregon State. I'll talk Oregon State, even though I don't like. To. Yeah, yeah, because oh, you need to take an L. No, 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 you need to take an L on this because you said, "Oh, miss me with Oregon State." I don't care that they're super hot right now. No, 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 no. no. You apologize to Oregon State. <laughs> Give them their props. They're about to get. They're about to get railed this weekend, but it's fine. I. I apologize. Yeah, baby. To the Oregon State. Beavers. The Beavers. I don't like how they play. <laughs> I don't like the way that they are, but they beat they beat our boy Cade. They beat our boy Cade. Yeah, that hurt. In all ser- in all seriousness, I do think I-, I do think that'll be an interesting game between Loyola. They're still playing hot. Um, I mean, there's no question about that. Jordan Lucas is playing well. Uh, Silva's been giving them great insights. Silva's been very good. And and then the, the other factor to me um, in in looking at these games is is Villanova and Baylor a game that everybody's keeping their eye on. We haven't really talked about it all that much. Um, Villanova, a team that you know has faced Winthrop in North Texas. I mean. 
they dominate and they, they figured it out. They've gotten in the sweet 16 Baylor. Meanwhile, freight trains playing coming. is playing Baylor is playing Baylor basketball, even though Wisconsin uh, found a way to, you know, kind of push a little bit in the second half, not much, but just kind of gave them like the, Oh crap. I still got to play. I think that helped Baylor because I think they're going to know that it's a 40 minute game. And I know that sounds weird, but to tell you the truth, you can't let off the gas pedal. You just can't do it. I think Baylor knows that after barrel, after getting by Wisconsin, you guys, I mean, I, I know, Alex, you covered Villanova. Okay, so I want you to cover in on Villanova. Bryce, you and I have been on Baylor all freaking Well, year. We, we still have we, the room booked. We, we do, and I'm definitely not giving it up. Um, I, I, think, I think they're going to do really well in this game. I like them a lot over Villanova. I think Mitchell and Butler are going to go off with the pressure. Um, what I'm really curious in, though, is how they're going to defend Jeremiah Robinson. I am very curious for that because Vital is a chess piece 6'4", but he's got some strength to him. So if you let the height get to you, um, well, breaking news, Vital can cannot work him uh, with strength. While Robinson Earl is about as skilled as skilled can get. Alex, I know you covered Villanova. You really liked what Earl did. And another piece I wanted you to talk about, a couple pieces actually, uh, is is uh, Justin Moore and, and, and Jermaine Samuels. Uh, Samuels was on that championship team in Villanova when they uh, took over North Carolina. He was a freshman at the time. Alex, what do you see from this Villanova team? Uh, and, and how can they present challenges to number one seeded Baylor? So, I don't remember how much Samuels did against Winthrop. I think he hit a couple threes. I like which Samuels. I, which I mean is always important. I yeah. so okay, so Baylor's favored by minus six point five. Or they're favored by six and a half, right? I would guess that Villanova's gonna cover because Villanova, they're very solid. They just they're a very patient team. So okay, what happened against Winthrop was they Winthrop probably would have beaten most other five seeds. I would have to gather because Winthrop was very good. But what happened to Winthrop was, so they had this guy, DJ Burns, right? Like really, like really basically Zebo, not as good, right? Like six, nine, like two sixty, just really dominant inside. Like he was babying uh, Robinson Earl at some point, right? Like he yeah, was really right. taking it to him. And it just didn't matter because they got him in foul trouble. And as soon as they got him in foul trouble, Winthrop didn't have anyone else to guard him. And Robinson Earl just nope. started dominating mm. because there was no equivalent size other than the point guard for Winthrop. And he's like six, seven, 200 Chandler Vaudrin, Chandler yeah. Vaudrin, right? Yeah. Chandler Vaudrin is a very good basketball player. And I think his career is done, which sucks because I love watching that dude. He throws the weirdest passes I've ever seen, but yeah, Robinson Earl, I think, is very is very talented. And if you don't have the size to match up with him, he's going to score over you. He's very skilled. Yeah. He can get his shots however he wants. He's very good on both ends. So yeah. I do – I don't know a whole lot about Baylor, but I would still say Baylor's going to win. But yeah. my guess is that Villanova's going to cover. Like Justin Moore, too, he's very good. So Justin Moore is very – solidifying presence for that team. It's funny. They find another Archdiacono. Um, apparently Archdiaconos grow on trees and they go to Villanova. So yeah, for real, I think, I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll, they, they'll make it competitive for sure. Bryce, what you got here between Baylor and Villanova? It's a freight train. Baylor's going to roll. I, I don't need to say anything else. Uh, Villanova has <laughs> okay. been very fortunate. All right. 
Okay. Moving on to Sunday's games, Gonzaga, Creighton, Florida State, Michigan, UCLA, Alabama, Oregon, USC. And we'll start with Creighton and Gonzaga. Creighton is a red hot shooting team. Marcus I thought that UC Santa Barbara, I thought UC Santa Barbara was beating them. Yeah, honest, take an L on that. Take an L no, on that. No, they got close. I'm no, not taking an L on that. Zigorowski, baby. I'm good luck. Good luck in this game, though. Oh, no, they're going to they're going to get destroyed. <laughs> I mean, I mean, rolling. this I, here's the here's the thing for me, though, with Gonzaga is I covered them in their first round. Good luck for Creighton stopping Timmy. Oh, that's going to be me is <laughs> I mean, because they, they don't have enough size, even if Creighton wants to get that offensive firepower and go with the guard lineup of. You know, Zegarowski and, and 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 Mahoney and all these guys, like you don't have enough. If you rank I heard this, I heard this from Rob Douster. It's a terrific point. If you said, okay, which point guard are you taking? Zegarowski or Suggs? Suggs. Or which shooting guard? Which small forward? Kisper. Which power forward? Which center? <laughs> Literally, you would go all Gonzaga. That's why I think Gonzaga wins this game. Should be it could be an exciting offensive battle. I just can't uh, fully go there. No, no. Uh, Bryce, how do you how do you see this game? <sighs> Jalen Suggs, Drew Timmy, uh, Andrew Nemhard, uh, Corey Kispert. Need I say more? Give me Gonzaga big. the The line's thirteen and a half. I'll I'll take that. Right, uh, and then Alex, I know that you're looking for Suggs in this game against Zagorowski, one of the better point guards in the country. This is a good matchup for him because he's going to have to play all 40 minutes on both offense and defense. I mean, if they blow him out, if the final score is, you know, 14 points or more, I don't think he'll play all 40 minutes. Um, I think that, listen, when I watch Gonzaga, and it admittedly hasn't been a whole lot, but Corey Kispert's always the guy that stands out. That dude... Yeah, is gonna hop in the NBA. He's gonna shoot forty five percent from the, from three. He it's is a cliche go- comp, but he's Joe Harris. He's yeah, the Joe Harris, Joe Harris, Duncan Robinson. Those guys are getting paid now. So yep. yeah, he's gonna be a lottery pick. And I and Timmy is very good. Suggs is obviously gonna be a top three pick. I mean, why would I roll with Creighton here? <laughs> why you wouldn't 100%. roll with Creighton? There you go. Why would um, I roll with Creighton? That's what I yeah, said. <laughs> that's what you said. Moving forward, uh, Florida State against Michigan, a game that many have their eyes on. Michigan's the number one seed. Florida State's the number four. Guys, this is this has got some real good basketball waiting to happen. Michigan, number one seed. I mean, honestly, barely gets by LSU. Florida State comes in and has whacked. I mean, UNC Greensboro, they had to make a little stretch in the second half to get by him, but they, they got him. Um, they beat Colorado. I, you know, and Bryce, I, I know I've, I've, I've talked to you about a, a Boyle. I think he's a good coach. And, and I think McKinley Wright is one of the better players in the country. And they came out and dominated him. Um, give me an upset. I, really? I think, the, I think I think the Seminoles beat I, I think the Seminoles beat them. I think they have the package to do it. Big and, shout and out re- Leonard Hamilton. The the, re- the the reason why and and he's a part of it. I trust Tornic Hamilton Achilles over Howard. I trust Hamilton over Howard, and I I believe this is a game that if I mean it doesn't look like Livers is going to play. I, I don't know if anybody really knows that. It just doesn't look like it. I mean, if Livers doesn't play, Florida State's going to get a lot going their way. Raekwon Gray is a matchup nightmare. MJ Walker gets buckets. Guys like Johns for Michigan Bryce. Can he really stick with 
Gray and and Osborne and all these other guys. I don't know. I trust Hamilton. I am though, Alex. I am looking for Scotty Barnes. I was yes. I was particularly disappointed yes. in his first couple NCAA tournament games. I I know yes. you've really liked Barnes as this point forward type of guy uh, coming into the draft. He fun fact, Alex. Scotty Barnes played with Kate Cunningham in high school. Fun little fact for you. Kate Cunningham played with Moses Moody and Scotty Barnes in high school. You think that team was a good in, – in all, in all seriousness, uh, what are you seeing from, from Scotty Barnes? And, and how do you think he's going to present issues for Michigan? Because his ability as the point forward is something that everybody wanted to keep their eyes on. The problem is he hasn't stepped up to the spotlight. Well – I mean, I haven't watched a whole lot of Florida State, but I know a criticism, not a criticism, but just every an observation people have about Leonard Hamilton is that he doesn't play his big recruits a whole lot. You know, Jonathan Isaac famously did not play a whole lot when he was at Florida State, and Jonathan That's Isaac fine, is now... Though. Yeah. Jonathan Isaac is now in the NBA and, like, almost immediately was one of the NBA's best defensive right. players. Right. So, I think that, listen, if he plays 30 minutes... Around about, that's fine. I mean, he plays 25 minutes a game for the season. I don't really know how much more you could ask for. I like, if Leonard Hamilton doesn't trust freshmen, then he just doesn't trust freshmen. But I mean, 10 points, four rebounds, four assists a game in 24 minutes. That's pretty good. So give me, uh, I'm not going to say who's going to win this game. I'll just, boo. No, you boo. know what? Come on, Alex, give me a City. prediction. Big frauds, Florida State to the Elite Eight. All right. That's what I'm talking about. I like it. What you got in that matchup? So um, I actually thought LSU was going to – I told you, Caleb, and we talked about it before. We thought LSU could could really beat Michigan. Like uh, the athletes they have are, are just great. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I need, I need to see more from Scotty Barnes. I want to see him take over a game. Yeah. Yeah. MJ Walker, do your thing. Raekwon Gray, do your thing. Osborne, do your thing. And I think you're going to get a good shot to win. Problem that Blas, I have. Is, Blas has been big for Florida, for, for Florida State, Bryce. Yes, he, he has. was. He, he's been huge. Yeah, and absolutely. To me, that's and you know a lot of people are saying, well, well, but 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 they're not going to have a, a size advantage. They're not going to be able to take on Dickinson. You guys know Florida. They're going to be able. They're going to do just fine with Blaza. He's yeah. seven. He's seven foot one. Absolutely. He's seven foot one. He's not a joke. Yeah, D- Dixon or Dickinson is good, right? But I think he, he'll yes. struggle inside. I. And Michigan just finds a way to win. Like they're they're a good team. Yeah, Jawan Howard is a good coach. Come on, go, come on, Bryce. I, take, no, take I'm I'm I am leaning Michigan right now. There you go. And and I hate it. I just I don't feel like they're gonna face a harder team in Florida State. I think LSU is probably the hardest team that they face. Get out over Florida yeah. State. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, oh my and, and gosh. you know what? Trenton Wofford, oh my. If Trendon Wofford has a, has a little bit better game, LSU no, wins that shut, game. Shut up! You've that been, is you've true. Been, that's that's so ridiculous. How is the that way ridiculous? You're, the way you're talking about this game, that's oh. ridiculous. You're underestimating Leonard Hamilton as a coach. That's number no, I'm one. Not. You're, you, yes, you are. You're being no. you're being ridiculous. You're 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 you're, you're being ashamed. I thought after all, you you would have been an Ohio State homer I, and then I come am. out here and put it on the record that Florida State was going to beat Michigan, and you didn't. Do it, and you didn't do it. I look. I what would love shame. nothing more than for them to lose. I just don't what think a, it's going to happen this round. What, what a shame. Whatever. Meanwhile, UCLA and Alabama 
play in the third in the third game. And let, let's just be clear here. Alabama's blowing the doors off. No, I mean, not they're gonna fast. they're gonna come in, they're gonna come in and blow the really doors off of the Bruins. I just not don't so see fast, this game. Friend. I don't see this game being anything. I really I, I see I see I see Bama coming in and 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 just doing their thing. They've been red hot offensively. I think UCLA would I, I, let, let me I think I think Bama will win. I think their offense will play like you know, they're going through the roof. I think UCLA can make it competitive. I just Give me, give me, give me Bam over UCLA. I like Shackelford. I like Petty. And I think Herb Jones, I think UCLA doesn't have oh, an answer for Herb fantastic. Jones. Even though Herb Jones has been in foul trouble though. And that's, yeah, that's a problem. Got, he's got to clean that up. Hey, so, I, so Bryce, take it away here. What's your thoughts? I, I like Mick Cronin. I like Mick Cronin a lot. I think he's ahead of schedule with this UCLA program. Well, I already. like Oates. Yeah, and, and and Oates is is another guy that's that's great. I like Bama in this game. I don't know if it'll be a blowout. It could be. Um, it has a chance. It has the chance. It has to a be chance. A Do not. I think UCLA you're holding me to blowout. Game. I said it can be somewhat competitive. I'm just saying. I think the <laughs> offense could get going. That's all. I think the offense could get going and be that. I'm not gonna sit here and go. Oh, Bama's gonna win by thirty. I'm just saying it's got the chance right. to come out here and be it a blowout. Hey, AB, I have a question for you. Have, have you watched much Alabama basketball? I have not, and when I turned on the Alabama game yesterday, it wasn't worth watching. So. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Because I was going to ask you as far as draft prospects go, that's okay. Well, you, you'll you'll know of them soon. <laughs> yeah, heard, you will. You'll know Bama. You'll know them. I'm going to watch this weekend, and when I saw – I forgot who shared it to our group chat, but Alabama out-rebounded Maryland by like 40. Yes. yes. And I'm looking at their uh, sports reference page right now. Of course you are. And Alabama's the eighth best rebounding team in the whole country. That's not shocking. (laughs) And they are the 26th best offense in the country. So, I mean, that's a winning formula right there. You score and you rebound. Guys, there's not much else left to do in basketball. So, give me me the Crimson Tide, um, even though it's War Eagle for life. Um, Fuck Alabama. Wow. Shout out JD. Shout out JD, but fuck Alabama. Alex, Alex definitely bringing the explicit content under the spot. Look, that, I, the way the way that I see it, um, I, I think Oates is a really. I think Oates has found something, Bryce. I mean, I just, I really do. I like the way that he coaches. This is a very fun and very exciting team, and in the way that they played against Maryland, I covered that. Oh my gosh, that was fun! I mean, they can put up points like nobody's business when they get going, and their defensive identity, I think, is just huge. And that's why I personally have Bam over UCLA. Uh, and the next, um, Alex, I'll just start with you on this. You're basically you you have a room at the embassy, room five hundred two, with Evan Mobley this season, and his drop coverage in the pick and roll. You you've had you've had it you've had a, you've had a uh, amazing you you've had an eventful ride with Mobley. And now here he is against the Oregon Ducks in the conference of champions as your big homer bill walton you're a big bill walton guy know that alex so I'm, I'm giving you the credit here by starting off with talking about two conference of champion teams in three in USC a row in oregon three in a row the don't, conference don't, of don't champions more please the conference of champions really dominating this uh ncaa tournament here move on move but, on i don't need more bill please no so okay i love the way oregon played against iowa but I think the reason it worked against Iowa is because Garza is a lumbering center. Mobley would not be the second overall take in the draft, but were he a, mo- a lumbering center? So, yeah. Yep. 
they're going to have to change their approach. And by my count, they've only, the teams have only played once this year. And USC beat them 72 to 58. Yep. I do think that the second time around always is in the advantage of the team that lost the first time. So I would probably lean Oregon. That wow. being said, wow. I think really, Alex. I think this is going to be a very high scoring game. I think I that I could see that. This is going to be, you know, paces through the roof. It's going to be like a Big 12 football game. Like okay. just absolutely you know, mixing my sports references there, but it's going to be absolutely explosive. I mean, you just have a ton of offensive talent on both sides. Yep. I mean, Isaiah Mobley went off against Kansas. Um, Their guard, I don't remember their guard's name, but you guys probably know USC's guard name. And Todd Gidi. Todd Gidi. Yeah, they just have, like, yeah. both sides have a ton of offensive talent. I really love the way Duarte played against <laughs> Iowa. They have a lot of other, they have, like, four other guys averaging, I think, at least 16 a game. So, yeah, I'd probably lean Oregon, but I think it's going to be close. Let's see. Let's see who's favored. So USC is favored by one. So they're basically saying it's a toss up. So, yeah, give me Oregon. Wow. I, I would not have. I would. I definitely didn't expect that. Bryce, what do you like in this game? Um, well, I mean, we got the Mobley brothers on one side and we have Dana Altman's squad. I mean, who I, I think they can score in many different ways. USC is a little more. Dorte, Dorte can play in Eugenio Marui. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he Alex, I think you would freak. fall in love. You would fall in love. Yes, he would. You would, yes, you he would. would. He would fall in love with Eugenio Marui. You, yes. would, you would sit there. You would sit there watching him. I hope you see. I really hope you see him. Uh, in this it's the game late and one. Just, so. and, identi- and identify him on the court. Number two. Okay, Alex, number two, you would love this guy. Al, Al, Bryce, continue. Get, uh, give me Oregon in this game, though. I I love Dana Altman. Why? Why? Uh, Dana Why? Altman is a great tournament coach. I mean, I, when I we think about this. Oregon, right? I mean, we, we see Oregon overachieve in the tournament time and time again. And so give me Oregon in this game. I think they beat USC. Yeah, I'll go the other way. Give me USC. Uh, um, for what I, reason? I, I don't think they. I don't think they can handle Mobley. That's number one, oh, and God. particularly Evan. The, and they, and they I, I, think Isaiah, I think I think I handled I, the national player of the year, Luca Garza. But it, handle, everything Alex said, everything out. Alex. No, they did thirty nine. He had thirty nine in that game. Mobley. To me, Evan Mobley's playing really well, and USC has some really good shooting. And when both the Mobley brothers get going, it's a better basketball team. Taj Edie is a really nice little lead guard. Andrew Peterson, the transfer from Rice, has been a really good knockdown shooter. I like Isaiah White a lot. And don't get me wrong, I like the Ducks. Will Richardson's good. Duarte's good. And, and Omarui and, and LJ Figueroa, a transfer from St. John's, has yep. given them some great minutes from you know, that 4-5 four, five, four, five position. Um, but I just personally, I, I like USC. And you know, I think, I think USC has the best player on the floor. So, and, okay. and that's it, you know. But, but go I, ahead. Alex. I looked at the box score because I knew we would, we would get around sure. to this game eventually. You know, it's called it's called preparation, folks. Um, Taj Edie had twenty four in that game, and Evan Mobley had eleven. So I obviously didn't watch the game, but I don't know if this was just the case of Taj Edie having the hot hand, or if it was a case of he's good of Mobley. But let me actually. 
I don't have this, the box score pulled up, but I mean, he's been underappreciated since he's gotten there. If Mobley, okay, if Mobley scores less than fifteen points, Oregon definitely wins. Again, I don't think. I think Mobley. This is the time where you need to take this team because Kansas, Kansas was just dealing with too much, too much stuff, and they, they couldn't handle it, right? Because McCormick wasn't looking like himself. McCormick needed like a breath of wind to come back and beat Eastern Washington. Jalen Wilson just came back. Yeah, he came to Indy on Sunday. Or did they play yesterday? I don't I don't remember, but yes, yeah, they, they played yesterday. Yes. So he came he got to Indy Monday morning. So yeah. It makes sense that they blew out Kansas. But I think from here on out, with the quality of competition they're facing, because if they win, they're gonna face Gonzaga. He's gonna need to score I mean, 15 in this game and then probably 30 in the next game if they want to win. It, Andy, Andy Infield is a ridiculously under... You guys are underrating Andy Infield. Yeah, I am. This was a guy that come that came That's in fun. here and 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 has, and has coached well. He he was a good coach for Florida Gulf Coast. He got him in the Sweet 16. And then ever since he's gotten the job at USC, he's done well in the NCAA tournament. Like, I, I definitely believe that USC has the capability to go in here and win. I'm not saying... Uh, that Oregon doesn't have the they they can't, but I just feel like if you have the best player on the floor, you're going to win. I cannot believe you guys are going against the great on me with Mobley. Evan Evan Mobley has a matchup that Oregon can't counter. They yes. don't have a guy taller than six just, six. They'll just use the same thing that they no, did they against can't. Duke Garvey. They can't. Yes, they can. No, they, they can't. They can't. can't use the same game plan. Alex, come on, give it. Give they're it to the them. same oh. team. Well, no, no, they're. I no, mean, they're Mobley's not. Mobley's not Garza. Garza can't move. I don't think like even if Oregon played, I don't think if Oregon played Loyola, I don't think they could have done that. But what they can do, and this is where I want to go with this, Caleb, is yes, the best. Like okay, in the NBA, yes, the best player you can get away with winning, right? Like if you have LeBron James and four scrubs you can get away with winning against like an average to good team, right? But let's just stick with the NBA. Look what happened when LeBron and four scrubs played against the 2015 Warriors, right? LeBron had the like one of the all-time best basketball series ever, and he couldn't lift the team. Now let's go back to college basketball. So Oregon State. Oregon State mucked up the game against Oklahoma State by – so I, I looked up the box score, right? Cade and Avery Anderson combined to shoot like – Nine for 32. Okay. And no one else on Oklahoma State was a threat to beat them. They took the best player out of the game and made the other players beat them. And in college basketball, this is a viable strategy to win a game. And yes, USC is more dangerous than that. But I feel like Oregon has as good of scores at all five spots. And you guys, okay, you guys That's were feigning shot. Like you guys were shocked that Isaiah Mobley was actually stepped up. <laughs> And put in a good scoring load against Kansas. It's the truth. So I'm not saying that USC should be like, or Oregon should be favored by like 10, but I don't think it's out of their own possibility that Oregon wins comfortably. Like just because they have a lot of talent all over the floor. Not a lot of college teams can say they have five guys who can make shots on the floor at any given time. So yeah, I, no, that's a good I, point. I'm going to roll with Oregon. <laughs> Look, Me and AB I, are right. That's all that matters. Okay. 
All right. But here's the thing. I, you, I, I, I've been big on Altman. I like the way that he coaches and he knows how to win. I understand that. And I like the players that they have. I, I've seen both teams. I, I mean, I've, I know what both teams are capable of. As far as I'm concerned, when talking about it, with talking about a team like USC, Evan, the other thing that I, I think you guys have ignored is the fact that Evan Mobley was the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, and he's an amazing defender. Okay, In but can all, he guard all five guys? Yes, he's gonna try. He's 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 literally gonna be able to guard versatile oh, enough. Caleb, uh, he's gonna be versatile Caleb. enough to guard guys. He's he, Oregon. <sighs> you got it. Garza just sits there in the paint. He sits there in the there. He drops that's, all the time. Mobley has more versatility. But I in can't college, wait to destroy you next week. Okay, can't, let me let me rebut before because I think we're we're pretty we're practically done after this. Yes, I think. That what you're underestimating is that in college, most of the time, right, again, going back to Oklahoma State, you shut down one guy, you can shut down the whole team. You can't do that with Oregon. Oregon has. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying like the reason they beat Iowa is going to be completely reason, completely different reason than why they beat USC, because Oregon, they just had the spacing advantage over Iowa. Right. Iowa just couldn't defend in space against them because Garza's a lumbering galoot. Mobley's obviously not that, but at the same time, you can only do so much on defense on a basketball court by yourself. And if you, 100%. if you let a rotation slip, Oregon can make you pay. Like, I just think that they are too versatile on offense to not pick them against USC. All right. All right. Look, I, I'm not saying the Ducks can't do it. I'm just saying I like USC a lot, and I think they've got a lot of talent. I think they're really good, and we'll see what happens. And and with that being said, this will conclude uh, the, the 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 preview of the Sweet 16 um, Elite Eight ish uh, podcast. Uh, I mean, you guys, this has been this has been incredible. Uh, Devin Wait. Boss is coming on next week. Oh, uh, for, for the pod, there. it should be should be a good one. Alex, take it away first. You're, well, the, I, you're over I, the top. I'm saying we should name our final four teams before we go because oh. that will be oh man that'll be the so next give pod, me so 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 as of this moment Alex who do you have who's so I have Loyola Chicago coming out of the Midwest wow I'm gonna okay. take Baylor coming out of the out of the South okay I'm going to take Gonzaga coming out of the West okay and then I think I'm going to take Alabama coming out of the East Ooh, okay it will be a close game between Florida State and Alabama, but the important thing is that the big frauds are the big frauds. So, Bryce, facts, it's facts. Uh, give me Baylor and Gonzaga. Uh, I think that's a foregone conclusion. I would three probably, number ones. I no, I think I'm gonna have to go with Bama as well. Wow. Okay. Okay. I think I. I <sighs> Michigan's going to slip up on one of these games. Like I said, I'm leaning Michigan over Florida State, but I wouldn't be shocked if they lost. I mean, it really comes down to Loyola and Syracuse. I mean, they're both, like, like they're both good stories. Like, they're both, you know, playing extremely well right now. I think Loyola just has the mix, too, man. It's, A.B., it's hard to disagree with you, man. I mean, we're seeing the same stuff. I'll go heavy chalk. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with uh, the, I'll go with the, the, you know, the Gonzaga and the Baylor. Okay. I'll go Houston. I'll go Houston. I just like their fire. No, disgusting. And then, give, and, then and then, and then give me, and then, and then I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take the Seminoles in the final four. Okay. I'll take the Seminoles. So I we have, hate it. I don't hate it. 
No. I really strongly believe that Loyola of Chicago is coming out of the out of the Midwest just they, because they might. There might sometimes you got to be different though, Alex. Miss me on Houston. Kelvin Sampson shouldn't be allowed back in the state. It is a disgrace oh, wow. that they allowed him to play his game in Assembly Hall. Just an absolute disgrace. I thought it was perfect. I loved it. I lo- absolutely it. loved it. Well, that can, that can, that can be the conclusion of this pod. Uh, once again, thank you, Alex, uh, for coming on and Bryce. Yeah. Uh, it's a privilege. Yeah. Can I uh, can I plug a uh, Power Hour real quick? Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go so ahead. for Power Hour, um, so we're redoing our teams because it just makes sense. But instead of going through like the granular details like we did the first time around, we're gonna go through uh, we're gonna go through the teams and look at the big picture questions. Like is is LeBron James the MVP? We're not asking that question, but we're gonna look at like the big picture question. Like can does Luka Doncic have what it takes in the playoffs? Like that was a question we asked last week. So this week our teams are gonna be. The Brooklyn Nets, the Sacramento Kings, and the New Orleans Pelicans. So go check that out if you want to listen to some some in-depth basketball NBA analysis on teams that might be picking some of these two teams that could end up picking Cade or Mobley or Suggs. So check that out. That'll be fun. Nice little transition. And uh, with that being said, uh, this is the conclusion of one time.